It's your boy, Lewis. Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Gibby. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Have a Listen. The song we opened up with today is Carrie by Yoni or Joni Mitchell. Yeah, I'm not too sure what it is or how it's pronounced. I had to play it because we need Carrie back, and hopefully he listens and uh, he, you know, he, he knows how much we miss him and love him. Yes. Um... And then, you know, also, I just want to say rest in peace. One of the greatest pitchers and probably one of the best Blue Jay pitchers of all time, Mr. Yeah. Roy Halladay. Yeah. Very sad news. Crazy news, man. Yeah, that, believe it. That, one, that one was a shocker. Yeah, that one stung a bit yesterday, I won't lie. Yeah, he, he was great, man. It was sad to see Doc go, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, prayers and to with him and his family and... Best wishes. Yeah. Poor guy. All right, so I want to start the show off with uh, a formal apology. And uh, me, I I would just like to formally apologize to Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. (laughs) Because I said that he would be a bust before the season started with all his hand injuries and all the issues he had. Uh, You know, I spoke of trades involving him. And he has done nothing but prove me wrong. And pretty much destroy any credibility I had as a <laughs> podcaster. So, <laughs> Brendan, I'm sorry. Uh, keep being you. And if you're ever in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, I'll buy you a beer. Just do you, boo-boo. And Just uh, do you. you got any apologies? Uh, maybe something you said on the podcast that you want to clear up? No, I got nothing today. Uh, All right. So far, so good. I think you need to listen back to the tapes. All right, we'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, so getting into it. So it's great, man. Uh, we're winning. We are. They're looking better. Oh, yeah. Goaltending's there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, during this stretch, who has improved the most? Um, honestly, who I Who really or what has improved? I would say who, but... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say who for now. Okay. Um, and then I'll give you a what afterwards. Um, I really like Max Pacioretty. I think Max Pacioretty over the past few, uh, few games has improved his game. In the first five games, he's got he had one point, okay, yeah, which is trash. Um, and then in the last five games, he has six points, so quite the quite the difference there, right? And in that streak, in the last five games, the Habs have won four of five in that streak, so. Maybe Max Pacioretty uh, has finally kicked it into gear and he's putting up some points and the Habs are winning. Yeah, and well, I, I was never worried. I, I knew he was going to come around eventually, yeah, right? Of course. And, 
I think you got to thank Philip Deneau, I think, and Shaw, right? Because they both yeah. been so great. But yeah, you're right. Definitely, Pacioretty has has really uh, been a difference maker. His effort level, everything looks. But th- that's what happens when you get a couple goals. Your confidence, confidence really comes back. back, and you can see exactly. it, the whole team, right? Yeah. For me, it's Jordy Ben. Jordy. Yeah, you know his ice time has gone up. He's looking a lot more comfortable with the puck. He scored yesterday. Like, that's huge. Yeah. Never expected that. That was a shocker. He's really looking like the guy we picked up last year and decided to keep. That's what he's looking like again. Um, they're playing him a lot with Weber, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a great pairing. I don't. But it seems to have worked if in it moderation. Works, right? It, it has been working in moderation so mm-hmm. far. I don't mind them rotating Mete in with him. You know, at the end of the day, it's not a necessarily a bad thing to get everybody used to playing together, kind of switching up the pairs. I don't see that as a bad thing if it, if it works. Because yeah. you you never know when an injury is going to ha- occur, right? You never know yeah, when it's going to happen, and guys might have to play with another person. And and you want to be like, familiar with everybody, yeah, exactly. right? You don't so I get what they're doing in. with Mete because they don't want to give him too much of the tough minutes playing against the best opponents because you could see that he's starting to wear down a little bit. But he's yeah. still showing, like yesterday, a nice assist. He's still, I still think there's room for him on this team, but I like the way they're kind of easing him into the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordy Ben has been a lot better in our own zone. Seems like he's taking a little bit more time. It feels like he has more time out there. Before, I felt like he was rushing things. Yeah. Um, it's been better. Not good enough for me to be satisfied, but definitely I think his improved play is something that's jumped out to me because he, he was not good. Baby steps. Right. But overall, Jordy, I'm happy with your play. Keep it up, bud. Good job, bud. Keep it up because I know they listen, right? Yeah, 100%. I know we don't have a lot of listeners, but the Habs listen. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on and this is you know this is a weird question I I feel weird asking it but it's just something that is just all over social media and everybody's asking do you think Charlie Lindgren makes Carey Price expendable oh my god I know I know I listen I only ask because I see a lot of people talking about this this possibility yeah but right everybody just needs to chill out okay the kids played five games in the NHL he's one five, congratulations! Like more power. Like the kid's been really good. He rises to the occasion. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from him, but this is Carey Price we're talking about here. Guys. I know. Not uh, we're not talking like someone that hasn't like Carey Price has literally carried our team over the past. Literally ex- carried, carried no pun. our team over no the last pun. whatever years that we've had him. I don't think at this point it would be wise to trade Price. Yes, like I said, Lindgren in his five starts in the NHL has five wins. But the kid's only 23, okay? That's still pretty young for a goalie, and he was undrafted. It wasn't like they were, like Carey Price was, like Lindgren was talked about, like Carey Price and how Carey Price was drafted first round, whatever. This kid was undrafted. Now, yes, okay, Price is struggling. He's done, but he's done so much for this organization. I don't think... And right now, at this point, I don't think anybody's going to really bite on Carey Price's contract at this point with him struggling and his injury now. Um, the value of trading him right now wouldn't make much sense to me in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but if you were to trade it, if you were to trade him, the proper time would have been when he won the Vesna in the summer of that. Um, at this point now, with that contract over his head coming into next season, 
I don't think it would be wise to for any team to bite on him, like I said earlier. But at the end of the day, honestly, I think I think Price is here to stay. I don't see Price getting traded at all. I see Lindgren possibly being packaged in a deal because the kid does he's he's building up his value and we don't know how long Price is gonna be out for. Hopefully it's not too long. But at the end of the day, I'm confident enough in Lindgren to yeah. take the reins for now. And I don't want Kate. Okay, I don't want Carey Price to be injured long. But if Carey Price is injured long, it's a silver lining where Lindgren is building up his trade value if he does become stay successful like he has been. Yeah. No, there you go, right? I, I think that in all likelihood it would I we would see Lindgren go before Price. That's what I think. Yeah. And I just gotta tell people, relax. Everybody just relax. I love the kid. <laughs> Listen, I love the kid Lindgren. Yeah. I can't say enough good things about him. I really like him. I like the way he moves. He he looks hungry. He rises to the occasion. He looks like like you know how like those goalies come in and they look nervous. He doesn't. He looks like he he loves it. Like yeah, and he looks comfortable. That's one thing I really like about this kid. Um, I, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't tell you that I don't think about it. Like think about trading Carey Price for a stud D man or a center, mm-hmm. right? But. Exactly. I agree with you. Let's take a breather here. I'm not ready to turn my back on Kerry completely. Like, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just a, a rough start. It happens. I'm going to give him a chance to redeem himself, you know, especially, exactly, especially after this guy has carried this team for so long. Yeah. And now signs of him struggling, we're ready to turn our back on him. Come on, Habs Nation. Come on, man. Like, come on. No. The guys in the locker room I know have not gave up on him and neither have I. I stand behind Kerry, and I think he will find his form. And if he doesn't, well, then Lindgren will be there. Yeah. And then we can revisit that. But it's too early to talk about trading Kerry. Don't do it. Yeah, so everybody on Twitter, chill out, please. Stop it. Thank you. So, uh, obviously, leading into the next conversation here, because of the struggles, is is the Kerry Price contract kind of scaring you now? (sighs) Okay, so the Carey Price contract, in my eyes, isn't scaring me, but Carey Price, in my eyes, is the best goalie in the world, okay? And in my opinion, even though your goalie should never, ever, in my eyes, be the highest paid player on your team, yeah, does the contract scare me? No, not right now. I wouldn't say it scares me, but I don't agree with the money that he's getting even mm-hmm. though he is the best goalie in the world. Eight years, 10.5 cap hit is a bit hectic, and it's a bit of a, it's kind of just like, uh, what the heck? Um, yes, defense wins championships, but how are you going to make room for superstars, stupor, stupor, superstar players <laughs> in the future if you have price taking up 15%, roughly 15% of your salary cap? Yeah. That's, that's a big chunk it for one player. And one player, okay, you got McDavid taking up that kind of money, but... McDavid is McDavid. Carey Price, I don't know. I, 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 does he deserve the money? Yeah, he, of course. He's the best goalie in the world. Um, but I think this contract might bite us in the ass in the future, and it might put a little bit of a bind to acquire or sign a big-name game-changer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, I don't know. In short, if you want it, not scared of the contract, but I think in the future we're going to be uh, having, like, a little moaning and groaning mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. 
there's only one thing that comes to mind when I think about this contract. I think about Roberto Luongo. Remember <laughs> Roberto yeah. Luongo's situation yeah. in his yeah. contract? And then, you know, when his play declined, he took so much heat. He even eventually came out and said, my contract sucks. <laughs> right? My contract sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't want that situation to happen. Yeah. I can't lie to you and tell you that this contract, you know, it doesn't come to mind. Like, it, it, it's, it, it is a little bit scary. And remember, Luongo's wasn't as long. I'm, I mean, it was, no, it was longer, but wasn't as much. So it was yeah. a 12-year, I think less than 6 mil a year. Mm-hmm. This is less term, but a lot of money. And remember back then, it was tough to move that contract. They yeah. were having a hard time moving oh. that contract. And uh, I don't know, it, it makes me a little bit nervous. It is scary, especially if Kerry continues to, to play like this. He won't because it's going to be tough to move, right? He he. If he continues to struggle, then yeah, it's a it's a hefty contract. It really is. Yeah, he's not going to struggle anymore, man. But he's still, even Carry at his best, is he worth ten point five million? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a goalie. I think that's what I think. I think it's too much for a goalie. But at the end of the day, the guy's the best goalie in the world. So it's kind of like it's tough to it's tough to say he doesn't. Okay, listen, nobody deserves that kind of money. Okay. Nobody. And, and, like, the way that sports is so, so, all these pro athletes are high, highly paid, like, overpaid, okay? But, obviously, with the market and whatever, you can argue that, but nobody deserves that kind of money. But if you're going to compare Carey Price to a different goalie. Is he that much better than the rest? <sighs> I wouldn't say he's that much better than the rest, but he is in... Any professional, any not any professional, because I'm not calling myself a professional, but any person that knows hockey and can see a good goalie and knows that the mechanics of a goalie can see that he is a clear number one. Yeah. Not by a lot, but he is, in my eyes and in many people's eyes, the best goalie in the world. So it's yeah. kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he earns... 10.5 but at the end of the day that's Mark Bergeron's mistake. I would have been <laughs> I would have been a little more comfortable with 8. Yeah. But I guess at the end of the day he did earn it cuz listen, remember people have been saying it for years. This team is nothing without Carey Price, right? Yeah. So that's what they've been saying and he kind of carried this team for a long time so I guess he earned the contract, right? I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it is scaring me a little bit, but hopefully I'm sure that when he turns it around, people will feel a little a less little bit at easy. Ease. Yeah, a little okay. bit more at ease. Yeah. Agreed. So I don't know what's going on here. I know Andrew Shaw and Druan took a therapy day today. Uh, they're saying therapy day, and they're both yeah. 50-50 to play tomorrow. So if, John, if Jonathan Druan is possibly injured, who should fill the void here? And, you know, give me some, give me your lines, pretty much. Okay, so lines that I have now that Brian or Byron Froys, is it Froys? Froys. Froys has been called up. I got, <clears throat> I want to see Houdon on the top line. Houdon, Galchenyuk playing center. I want to see Galchenyuk playing center. Now that you have Drewen being injured, Lekkonen on on the top line as well. So Houdon, Galchenyuk, Lekkonen. Second line is Pacioretty, Deno, Gallagher. Um, my third line, I kind of wanted to. Try Why would something. you put Gallagher? You're gonna take Shaw out off that line. It's been yeah, so productive. Yeah. 
Um, I like Gall. I want Gallagher there, and then I want to do uh, Jacob De La Rose. Put Shaw at center, and have Byron as well on the wing, and then you have Mitchell Placanic Froys as your fourth line. Mm-hmm. I really I want to try I want to try and see De La Rose on a top nine rather than just keep the guy on the fourth line. I want to see Shaw at center. Um, like you said, you're breaking up the whole Pacioretty Deno. Shaw. I feel like you're putting everything in a blender, though, especially after we've been having so much kind of like success with the lines existing, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't know. I want to I want to try to give guys like Houdon an opportunity or De La Rose an opportunity. So I'm guessing I'm kind of. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of throwing everything in a blender, but I, I want to. That's what I want. I want to see Houdon De La Rose in a, in a different situation. Mm-hmm. So and then I think Placanix just needs to go on the fourth line. Yeah, <laughs> but after he actually had a good game yesterday, he had a beauty feed. Uh, that play where he came down, he 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 pretty much beat the icing out, banked the puck off the boards. The defenseman skated right by him, and he just sauced a nice pass right on Gallagher's tape. It was a beauty. He's actually starting to look a little bit better, but yeah, I still agree. He, there's something missing there. For me, I'm a little bit different. I'm gonna say. Pacioretty, Shaw. I'm not touching that. That's going to be my first line if Drewen is out. I'm making that the top line. Okay. Houdon, Chucky, Lekkonen, I like that line. I do think that Houdon definitely deserves some, some more time. And then my third line will be Fraze, Plekanich, and Gallagher. Okay. And then my fourth line is Byron, Mitchell, DLR. Okay, I like those. And, you know, to tell you the truth, if it's not too serious, only a couple of games, Drewen is out, I think Chucky will be the next best thing to center that line. Mm-hmm. But the coach did shoot it down by making a joke at the post-game presser yesterday. They asked him, how was Chucky at center? Because he took over for center, right? When yeah. Drew and left. He said, uh, we didn't see much of it, but I still think he's a winner. A winger, not a winner. A winger and <laughs> chuckles. Yeah. Chuckle on these nuts, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, but for real, give the kid a chance at center. Uh, give him a chance. If it's a couple games, on. give him a chance. Take a chance. If you should you want have to. seen he he was at center. He, like he he set up Lekkonen with a beauty pass, like almost scored. It was, it was just it was beautiful. It was just, it was just beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, that that's what I'd like to see. I think that if they were to try Chucky at center and Drewen is out, that I would make the top line Dano, Patches, and Shaw mm-hmm. just to relieve pressure off the kids because you got Chucky, yeah. Houdon, Lecky. That's a really young line. I don't know if they're ready to take the burden of going up against team's top lines, right? Yeah, so. I can I agree with that. Okay, and then just kind of moving in because we touched on this a little bit. Charles Houdon, like I know he's been playing on the fourth line lately. Do you think this is a waste of a skilled player? Um I'm the guy that believes that uh having a guy that can create so much offense should never be on the fourth line. <laughs> Um, they don't get the proper minutes that they deserve to showcase themselves. Um, and being on the fourth line, I think that they're put in a different role and that they don't, that they might not fit in. Um, in my opinion, it's just setting them, it's just setting them up for failure. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yes on the fourth line for a bit and then they earn their spot, but, uh, I don't think it's a good tactic. It gives guys like Mitchell time to play up on the line in the lineup and whoever the player may be 
like not I'm just giving Mitchell as an example. Like obviously yeah. Mitchell's a fourth liner, but it gives guys like Mitchell who essentially might end up getting bumped up to the third line and they don't exactly fit on the top nine, but because you're putting a guy like Houdon down, Mitchell kinda slump what the heck was that word? He just slumps up. He slumps up. <laughs> Slump is right. That's the real word you're looking when you just talk about Mitchell. Slump is <laughs> is a more accurate word. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I think having him on the fourth line isn't a good idea. But we'll see. I guess maybe he does like Galchenyuk. He sparks it up and. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, he has shown even on the fourth line has shown signs of of just playing well. I, one thing, this is what I'd like to see. If everybody's healthy, don't touch the lines. Just one change. Okay? Mm. Byron, swap with Houdon. Okay? Okay. Houdon is stronger. He's good on the forecheck. He has more offensive ability. I think Byron would be perfect for the fourth line. Because he's more of a special teams guy to me. A quality depth guy who can play up and down the lineup. And I think with his speed, he could find some opportunities playing against some lesser talent. I think that that's the ideal situation. Give Houdon a chance to produce more. Stick him with Gallagher and Plecky, right? Mm -hmm. Give Houdon a chance here. I'm telling you, this kid has talent. I feel like if you put him on that line with Gallagher and Plecky, it'll be a really good line. And I feel like Byron, no offense to him, I know he scored 20 goals and he's filled the role, but you've seen him when he played on the first line. It wasn't enough. He does have that spark. He he does have that speed, but he's not a skilled player. And you have to have our skilled players playing together. I feel like the skill that Houdon would bring to the hard work of Gallagher and just the you know the simple play of Placanich, I think that they yeah, would that would be a pretty solid line. I think they would complement each other well, and I, Byron, I like Byron. Don't get me wrong, but on the fourth line, I think he would be good. Yeah, it'd be good, and he'd still be able to do all of his special team stuff, and he'd probably be catch a couple breakaways on the fourth line because you catch a couple you know slower players or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, so that's what I would do with the whole situation. Okay. Speaking of special teams, special. What teams. the hell is going on with the penalty kill, man? Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, like, okay, listen, we're we're still above eighty percent on the on the penalty kill, which I think anyone, I think any team with an above eighty percent penalty kill is respectable. Yeah, it's been um, better as of lately. As yeah, of late. Yeah. Um. The top, uh, like, right now, the top PK, I think, top, like, number one PK in the league usually hovers around 85%. Um, we're currently 14th in PK percentage right. with 81.1% right now. Which is not um, terrible. Yeah. Middle of the pack. Yeah. It's it's okay. But I it's felt like we were better. I feel like we've taken a step back. That's um, why I asked this question. Yeah. Um, I guess because of the, the whole... I don't know the whole on the bounces and stuff. I think the obviously goaltending, yeah, that yeah, that the goaltending and the unlucky bounces and like it's tough to sustain a good percentage when you have bad bounces going in. Yeah, and just bad goaltending. Bad goaltending. So slow defense. To be honest, (laughs) the defense hasn't like 
they've been getting better, but the defense wasn't good the right. little while. So I would take the small sample size of the first 15, 16 games, however many we have. I think it's 16 right now. I would take it as a deflated penalty kill right now. I think our penalty kill is a lot better. Once Carey Price comes back, comes back with a vengeance and he plays a lot better, I think you're going to see that number rise a lot quicker. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, I say right now our issue is the lack of goaltending. Penalty kill uh, will suffer from that. Yeah. I just, because I remember last year when Julian came in, I feel like that was one of the first things that improved. Exactly, yeah. The, the, penal, the penalty kill improved right away. Heavily. So you could tell that our personnel back then, I think obviously personnel probably has a lot to do with it. Goaltending number one, per, new personnel, slower defense, I think yeah. that has something to do with it. I feel like we're less aggressive. I don't like the, the amount of time we allow for players to pass. Like, I feel like they're just, they, they have more time to pass. I like those aggressive penalty kills where they're, they're just like, they're cutting you off. They know where you're going next. They're thinking ahead. I don't feel yeah. like we're doing that right now. I feel like we're comfortable with letting them, you know, pass the puck and find outside, you know, low percentage shots. I think we're allowing those a lot more or just kind of allowing them to take shots and get in the lanes. But that's kind of come back to bite us a couple times and, because of the bad bounces. Exactly. Me, personally, I like the aggressive penalty kills. And mm -hmm. I felt like last year we were swarming more, right? And I, there's one thing I hate on the penalty kill. I don't know if this is what they teach them, but, like, the puck will be in the corner and all four guys will just come. And there's a couple guys open. If we don't get that puck, that puck is squirting out and you got an open shot. Yeah, it's... I've seen it happen a few times already this year, and I, I just I feel like, okay, maybe send a couple guys in there, but somebody's got to be watching the passes here. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, with with uh, penalty kill, it's like a box. They're playing like a box, right? So you keep everybody to the outside. They're playing the percentages. I'm more of a... I, I, I like the passive penalty kill where you... Allow them to whatever pass it as much as you want on the point on the on the low. I think that's what they play though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I like that. Like right now, what the issue is, is like what we said. They were just getting we're getting bad bounces right now, right? So, and don't get me wrong, I like the aggression. But at the end of the day, that aggression when you're out of that box, it allows guys to drop into that position where the guy left his position. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that increases high danger shots and high danger chances where I appre I, I'd like the guys to just stay outside more and hopefully we don't get any bad bounces. And yeah, no, I guess, yeah, I guess to a certain extent, it, it like as of lately, it has been working. Yeah. They are doing a better job. Um, I guess it's just, I feel like it's just worse from last year because I know we've always been a pretty good penalty kill team. I don't feel like we're as good, but maybe it it is slowly improving. So maybe yeah. I'm just kind of like jumping the gun here, but whatever. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you either. <laughs> I might delete that segment. <laughs> Control, I'll delete. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> so Mikey, Mikey McCarron, Mac Attack, man. You love him, dude. I like him. I do. I, it's I, another, I, I uh, like him. It's another Mike Blunden. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike Blunden is the Yeah, he's not. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm just starting to think. Do you think the NHL might be too fast for him to showcase his true skills? Like that's what I'm I'm leaning towards now. Oh yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think he's just he's a player that excels at the AHL level, and he isn't much of an NHLer due to his lack of speed, like you said. Um, I see Michael McCarron's career as non-impactful in the NHL, and he'll be the career guy who gets called up and sent down when there's an injury. That's how I see him. Um, like, okay, uh, yeah, okay, he's playing on the fourth line when he is called up, but here's a little bit of stats. So this year in the NHL, he has eight games played, zero points. This year in the for the Rocket, he has six games played, four points. Last season for the Habs, 31 games played, five points. For the Ice Caps, 32 games played, 19 points. Um, Habs in 2015, 20 games played, two points. Ice Caps in 2015, 58 games played, 38 points. So clearly you see he does well in the HL. Like I said, you can argue that he isn't given top, top six minutes in the NHL, but at the end of the day, he hasn't really earned his spot in the top six right now in the NHL. So he, my suggestion to him is be impactful with the time you're given. Obviously, you're going to be on the fourth line, so you're not given that much. But do something that the coaches will notice, and with that being noticed, potentially you might get rewarded. But like I said, I don't see him being anything special in the NHL. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards that. Um, yeah, like he's a fir- he's a first liner in the A. Yeah. <clears throat> He he could be a force down there, and then he comes up here and looks mediocre at best. And one thing that's not a secret is that the speed from the AHL and the NHL is a huge difference. Yeah. I know it's, like, whatever, just below the NHL, but trust me, it's a big difference. You could tell when you watch the games. I just, I'm starting to feel like the speed is too much for him. And I don't even think it's that he's a bad hockey player. Maybe he's just not built for our style of hockey because we're pretty much a speed counterattack type team. Maybe he's built for more of a four-checking type team where we're not... Team in the West? Yeah, maybe, right? You never know. Um, He hasn't been terrible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I like him. I do like his presence in the lineup because I I think he still brings... He's not the most physical guy, though. He is a big guy, but he doesn't hit well. He's not a good checker. But I still like that guy who can come in and defend his teammates. That's the one thing I think he brings. And he he wasn't all bad. He wasn't terrible. And I just feel like this kid, his whole career, has played top six minutes right and he he's Mm -hmm. and he's been playing with skilled players and that's where he's he's played his best hockey and i feel like we just don't have enough skill to give him and he's not that type of guy he's more of a in front of the net type of guy um so who knows maybe eventually he'll get a top six opportunity but obviously it's not going to happen right now you can't afford to do that right um but yeah I don't know what to say about Mikey. Mikey, Mikey. I hope hopefully he goes back down there and just don't ruin his development. Don't call him up no more. Just let him keep ripping it up down there, right? Well, yeah, you, you take the captain from the from the Lavelle racket. You know, and the thing is, that line looked really good with Chucky, Sherback, and McCarron, right? Yeah, it did. And you see McCarron wasn't is... an issue there because he was playing with skilled players, right? 
which is essentially a first line in the AHL if you look at it. Right? Yeah, pretty much. And maybe at best could be a third line in the NHL, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I know that one thing is he has success playing with skilled players. He's not a skilled player himself, so I feel like sticking him on the fourth line with Tory Mitchell and JDLR <laughs> and you know those guys is not going to help the kid at all, right? Yeah, no. So I hope uh, I wish still Big Mac attack the best. I hopefully we get to see him again, and maybe he'll get the opportunity to showcase his skills a little more. Davel. All right, my. So we're going to do uh, Hab a Prediction. So we did Hab a Prediction last week, and we uh, guessed two, one, and one, right? In yes. The four games. Yeah. And uh, we went three and one. Even better. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, winner, so, winner, chicken dinner. So that's beautiful. Yeah, we went three and one. That was great. Great four games. I mean, it started with us laying a heavy egg there in, <laughs> uh, in uh, Minnesota. Minnepop. Mini, it's not soda, it's pop. Mini pop. Mini pop. The wild. The wild. Um, so, yeah, that was... And to tell you the truth, that game there, we could have won that game. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but Carey Price is the reason why we lost that game. Because if he it's the Carey Price of old, he gives us a chance to win that game. And they played well enough at the end to, to you know, at least bring it to overtime and steal a point. Yeah. So I felt like Kerry, yeah, that, that he kind of let us down in that one. Goddamn. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to, again, play Minnesota tomorrow, Buffalo Saturday, and then Columbus Tuesday. So three games before the next podcast. What's your prediction? And I know Lindgren is confirmed tomorrow. for tomorrow. Yeah. Right? So... What's our record and who's going to play in net this weekend? Okay, here we go, Daria. Um, okay, my, my prediction is we go 2-1 and one for the week. I think we get redemption on Minnesota. Um, I think we beat Buffalo on Saturday, and then I think we lose to Columbus on Tuesday. Bob Barofsky, the deal. Um, and I think Lindgren plays two of the three games, and Pricer comes back next Tuesday. That's my prediction. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I, th- I, I like two and one, too. I do. Yeah. I, I, I feel comfortable two and one. I feel like we'll be able to. It's a safe to, play. Yeah. I'm not going to say which games. I'll, I think we'll get two out of the next three here. Okay. The way we're playing, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, so we already know Lindgren tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think we'll probably see Carey Price. We'll probably see Lindgren twice and Carey Price once. I, maybe, yeah. yeah. And who knows, maybe we see... I seen Carey already working today, so you might even see him in Buffalo Saturday. He played well against Buffalo last time to open yeah. the season. That was one of his better games. That might be a good game to kind of get his confidence back. They're not really the most, <laughs> you know talented or just they don't got everything clicking right now so that might be a good confidence booster i don't know if i want to throw him to columbus right that columbus might be a tough yeah that might be a tougher game so maybe uh get price in on saturday and uh it might be a good confident booster there so yeah two and one okay i say we're gonna see price for sure within the next three games i'm happy with that i have no problems with that all righty so moving on grade the trade Grade the trade. Who won the blockbuster move, man? Ottawa, Nashville, Colorado. Who won? Okay. Give me so some grades. So for those of you that are living under a rock and don't know, Matt Duchesne got traded. 
Finally. So he got traded to Ottawa. So Ottawa acquired Duchesne. To, it was a three-way trade. So it was between Colorado, Ottawa, and Nashville. So here's the trade in a whole. So to Ottawa, Duchesne. To Colorado, you get from Ottawa, Shane Bowers, Andrew Hammond, 2018 first-rounder. If that first-rounder is a top-ten pick, it then becomes a 2019 pick, and then a 2019 third-rounder. They Colorado also acquired from Nashville Samuel Gerard and Vadislav Kamenev and a second-rounder. And then to Nashville, it's Kyle Turris. Mm-hmm. So... In my opinion, my very intellectual opinion, the winner in my eyes is Nashville right now. Right now, currently. Mm -hmm. The reason being is because right now, if you look at their centers, goddamn, they got Ryan Johansson, Nick Benino, and Kyle Turris. That is one, two, three. That's a solid one, two, three punch at center right now. Um, Ottawa essentially trades picks and prospects for a better center, in my eyes. That's what basically what Ottawa did. They got Matthew Shane. He's a stud. Um, but even though you got Matthew Shane, you traded away Kyle Turris, who, in my eyes, is a fantastic center. He's a career 50-point a season player. Um, and I looked at the stats. Duchesne's stats are not much better than Duchesne, uh, than Turris's. Duchesne averages roughly 60 to 65 points per season. And so basically what you did is you acquired a you acquired 15 more points. Yeah. Which is uh, it's a, it's a good amount, enough, yeah. but for all the picks and all the prospects you just gave up, is it yeah. is but it worth they're it? They're obviously going for it. They're so going it's for a, it, it is now. an upgrade. It yeah, definitely it's is an, an upgrade for sure, but right now in the current moment I think Nashville wins that trade because of the fact that they up they got a 1 2 3 punch solidly. Um, I'll give Colorado the futuristic win because of all the prospects and all the picks that they acquired. Uh, sorry, brain yeah. fart. <laughs> um, so I give them a slight win. They unloaded Duchesne, who clearly wasn't interested in playing for a bottom feeder team. Uh, Sackett got a boatload of picks and prospects for the long haul, but uh, by the looks of it, Colorado is not going to be good for a very long time. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> yeah, at the bottom there for them. Yeah, I I think everybody everybody wins. I think I think Slight it was, win it was for everybody. yeah I think it was everybody wins um in this one. Uh, definitely, yeah. I like the look. Uh, I like the way Nashville's going for it. I feel like yeah, they needed that depth. They needed another centerman. Mm-hmm. They got a good centerman. I was looking at some stats that somebody posted. I believe it was like Berkshire yesterday. Just comparing Duchesne and Turris. And yeah, Duchesne is better. He he is better defensively, he's better offensively, and he creates he's better on the rush. Yeah. His he's uh better. Definitely the of upgrade. Course, they have course. upgraded. At, at first I thought maybe it was just the name, right? <clears throat> Duchesne is the sexier name, you know, the better pick, right? But no, he is the better player, that's for sure. Yeah, of course. Do you know, is it that much of an upgrade? We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see how he fits, right? We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I, he's a great player. And I think that definitely those everybody wins here. And, and Colorado, they got a, some good prospect. Uh, Gerard, good good prospect. I yeah. think he's already playing, right? I think isn't he slotting in, and I think he was already playing. Yeah, but that's nothing like, like – 
Colorado's I know they bad. suck, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then they got that other guy who's decent. Uh, they got some good prospects, and th- the important thing is the picks. I feel like he waited and waited, and he he ended up getting a lot. He got a boatload. A boatload. Uh, of stuff. It's, but who knows? And maybe none of this, just because he was being a dick, hopefully all this is terrible, and his picks suck, and no, nobody developed. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't <laughs> trade it to the Habs, so screw you. Yeah, exactly. We would have gave you Chris Terry, bro. Like, come on. Come on. Chris Terry's the best. Yeah. Best AHL in the world. Chris Terry. <laughs> like, we got players. <laughs> Any time up, bro. Fifth round picks. We, we stockpiled. Fifth round picks. Troy's boy. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Anyway, I think they all win. Ding, 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 ding. All of them winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. So, this one boggles my mind, man. Michael Farber. So, you know, Michael Farber of TSN, he's like on the show, The Reporters. So you could tell that guy's lost. Yeah. Uh, him and Steve Simmons and all those reporters. Anyway, uh, he comes on TSN 690 the other day and says that what's holding Mete back from being a first pairing D man is his skating and his puck moving ability. What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the complete opposite. That's what's keeping him in the NHL. What's I, holding him back, I think, is just his size, his age, and his experience. And. And having to play top line. <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, that's what's holding him back. I don't know what the heck this guy. I, I think that kind of like shows that. How many Habs games has this guy watched? The guy's out to lunch. Yeah, he's out to lunch. Um, so my thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I think in the future, Victor Mete, he's going to be a fantastic player. But um, let's be realistic here. I think in all honesty, I think we put him in there because we lost of all, all of our puck-moving defensemen and Schlemko started the season injured. So we gave the kid a shot. Um, he impressed, but he's slowly losing minutes and he's slowly beginning to show the flaws in his game. So I think he needs to develop much more in order to become a solid top D-man in the league. BTW, sorry to interrupt you, but Schlemko is skating. Is he? Okay, yeah, perfect. So. so hopefully he's Breaking. our savior. Breaking. Um, and now, as for what Farber said, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little confused because, as we all know, Mete's speed and puck moving ability is pretty much what earned him the spot and what impressed everybody at camp. Yeah, and he's still showing so, it in small doses. Yeah, of course. Like I said, uh, he's showing some flaws, but there is still positives to his game, and he still is playing well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um He's a little confusing, so don't listen to what he says. The guy's a stooge. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think once Schlemko does come back, I think Mete is the guy that's going to – I think he's going to get sent back to juniors. Yeah, I think it's – I can see – like, I think he only played, like, eight minutes the other day. Like, you Yeah, it's see. just like – But who knows? What if Schle- – it won't be right away because what if Schlemko doesn't work out? What if he's terrible? All right. He won't be terrible. But, but I know, okay, I know, not terrible. What if he just doesn't slot in properly? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I guess maybe they'll have him on the they'll have him in in the press box. Mete, I'm saying, they'll have him in the press for box for maybe one or two, three games. See how Schlemko slots in, and then see you later. Pack your bags, buds. You're going back to the juniors. It's unfortunate because the kid looks good, but I think let him play, let him develop a little bit more. He's only 19, so let him play there and develop some chemistry, not chemistry, develop some more speed and more 
puck moving yeah, well experience. He'll get better. He's Farber developing. clearly thinks he's going to be flaws. good. This kid's going to be he's a good player. He could be a top pair, second pair defenseman. He's going to play in the show. Play in the show. He's we'll okay. I'm not going to. I'm not comparing Carlson to Mete. Not yeah, at all. Yeah. But in the sense of what you know Carlson for is his fantastic skating and his ability to move the puck in his vision. Okay, so Mete is. And Eric Carlson is the new NHL D-man. Like, when you think of an NHL D-man in this era, you think Eric Carlson. Victor Mete, not comparing him, he has the speed and he has the puck-moving ability. Should he develop and play well, he'll be successful in the NHL. And he has to fill out and get stronger. Yeah. You know? Take some steroids. (laughs) All right. So it's time for, you know what, Gibby a fact. Okay, guys, here we go. I got a couple facts for you today. So, did you know when hockey was played in its early days, a frozen frozen patty of cow shit was used (laughs) as a puck? Did you know that? I did not know that. So, yeah, that's that's one. That's great. Another one. Did you know this one might hurt you? The last time the Buffalo Bills made the, the playoffs... Bill Clinton was still the pe- the president. It doesn't seem like that long ago to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Last one, a little bit of a weird one. Um, did you know that beetles taste like apples, wasps taste like pine nuts, and worms taste like fried bacon? I want to try them now. No, I, I've, I think <laughs> I've tried a worm before. It doesn't taste like fried bacon. That's, uh, that, those are not... I don't know where you got that. When did you try a worm? <laughs> I think I have anyway, somewhere. <laughs> In my youth. <laughs> what the hell? In my youth. Where were you? What? The, what? <laughs> I don't know. In my youth. You're a weird kid. <laughs> I don't know. I want to try a beetle and maybe it tastes like an apple. Granny Smith? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give it a try. Maybe we'll do it live on uh, the podcast one day. Well, they can't see me, but I'll let... Uh, yeah, I'll give them insight on it. Yeah, I I'll guess probably say live. I don't you know, know what I mean, something. not live, but yeah, 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 whatever. All right, let's it. go. Moving on to the news. So, Byron Fraze was named the first ever captain of the Laval Rocket from ex-leafer to French leader, now called up to the big team. What will they do without their captain? (laughs) I don't know. Um, (laughs) Ryan White's PTO has officially came to an end, man. It was terminated by the Bruins. The GM thanks him for his hard work. See ya. What do you think? Should we uh, invite him Hit him up? No. The guy's a goon and he's a scrub. Uh, Vanessa Grimaldi, former contestant on The Bachelor, was seen hanging out with Brendan Gallagher after she recently broke up with The Bachelor himself, Nick Vial or Vale. Listen, my only request is, Vanessa, no sex before game day. No. No sex before game day. No, sir. And uh, Vadim Shipachev, 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 retires from the NHL. Officially. (laughs) Farewell. And congrats on an illustrious, lengthy, but most of all, interesting NHL career. Yeah, Good luck to you. Uh, Hall of Famer. Lonzo Ball is doing everything except scoring, only averaging 8.8 points per game. His dad thinks he eats too many chocolate bars. No. (laughs) He says that he should shoot more. His words were, you're not going to make it if you don't take it. Oh, wise words from a wise man. I hate that guy. <laughs> On another note, Leangelo Ball got arrested in China for oh shoplifting. Yeah, I saw that. UCLA is opening up their season in Shanghai. 
come on, man. Shoplifting for yeah. real, Lonzo. Apparently, a couple guys in UCL. Yeah, there was on three the three yeah. players. Listen, Lonzo, send send your little bro some money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leangelo stat line for the tournament is zero points, zero assists, one steal that led to a turnover. Guys, the goat. <laughs> All right. So three titles were lost at UFC 217 this weekend, including our good Canadian boy GSB. Hey, man, uh, you like this because I love that. Eh? <laughs> Michael Bisbee, uh, he won Michael Bisbee's title, then he became the fourth two-weight class champion in UFC history. Yeah. Good job, GSP. Uh, Jets receiver Jeremy Curley suspended the next four games after testing positive for PEDs. He should ask for his money back because they obviously did not help him. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. This one is funny. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Hulk Hogan are beefing I saw that over the Hulks are trashing him and his wife. <laughs> oh, man. Brutus claims Hogan has been doing this ever since his wife rejected him. So. Yikes. A little bad blood fired. there. A little bad blood there. I think they should get back in the ring, huh? Settle <laughs> in, in the ring. And Christopher McDonald has been arrested for drunk driving. Who is Christopher McDonald? Yeah, no idea. He is better known as Shooter McGavin from oh, Happy yeah. Gilmore. <laughs> it's his second DUI. He drove his classic silver Porsche off the highway, taking out a gas meter at Stater Bros Jeez. and ending up in an embankment. Yeah. And I, I, I suggest that. all you guys look at his updated mug shot. Oh, it's terrible. It's a thing Apparently, <laughs> when he was getting arrested, he's like, You guys know who I am? I'm Shooter McGavin. Shooter. Yeah. Did he, did he blow this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's too funny. All right, moving on. It's the Rocket Report. Rocket de Laval. The Laval Rocket go 2-1 and one since the last show, losing to the Marlies Wednesday night 3-0, but beating the Syracuse Crunch 6-5 and 5-2. Peter Holland with a Hattie in there. And uh, last, uh, in their last tilt, sorry, Zach Bucali <laughs> gets the two wins and has done a decent job while Lindgren is up with the big club. Laval is now 7-4 and four and in sixth place in the Eastern Conference. They will face off against Springfield and Hartford on the road and come back to face Utica at home before our next show. Matt Termina still leading the way with 13 points in 11 games. Peter Holland and Daniel Carr right behind him with 12 points. Yay team. And Daniel Carr's been doing pretty good. He's like, uh, I was looking at some of his stats. He's looking like he's well ahead of the rest. So you might see him get a call up pretty soon. We shall see. So tell me, Gibby, what time is it now? It's time for Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. All right. What's up, man? So a good weekend for both of us. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next we got Brandy to the <laughs> stage. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I went 2-0. I'm like 6-0 in the past three yeah, weeks. Yeah, you just you, you started, I think, 0-1-3. Yeah, 1-3. And, and then, then you just came. Just ripping it and I started 4-0, and, and I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I, I took Rangers over Florida. We both took that game. I took 5-4. What was your scoreline? I took 4-2. You didn't take 5-4. Yeah, I took five. Oh no, that was the that was the sorry. That was result. what happened. I took four three. Yeah, don't try to don't try no, to steal no, no. a point. No, no, I there. took four three. The score was five four. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was one goal off on each team. So, but we still get the win. And then I took Buffalo Dallas five three. The score was five one. Okay. Another W. And what about you? Okay, uh, I took New York over Florida four two. Obviously, they won five four. And then I was really close on this one. I took Boston over Vegas 3-1. Boston won 2-1. 
Where's the empty netter? Yeah. What the hell? It's, uh, it so hasn't yeah. been happening much, eh? Uh, no. I'm seven and three on the season. What's up? Yeah, I'm six and four. I'm one behind. So, but at least uh, I didn't fall too far behind. I got the two wins this weekend. Yeah, but it's okay. You. I can make it up because there's more games, and exactly. there will be until April. Uh, I'm taking New York Islanders versus St. Louis. I'm taking St. Louis to win four three Saturday night. Okay. And I'm taking Chicago, Carolina. I'm taking Chicago winning five two. Both games Saturday night. Okay. And um, I got Detroit Calgary on Thursday. Taking Calgary 4-3. And then, Saturday, the return of Duchesne. Ooh. In Sweden. Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Sweden, Sweden, So, yeah, Ottawa, Colorado, I'm taking Ottawa 4-2. Duchesne has a goal and an assist. Ooh, burn. You heard it here first. I'm saying uh, definitely a goal from Sven Andre Ghetto Alphagetti. (laughs) 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 All right. All right, so good luck to you. Um, good luck, Lewis. It's been another great show. Yeah. And hopefully when we come back, there's more optimism flowing through the room because, oh, yeah, also we got a new table for the podcast. <laughs> it's great. It's a red table. It's beautiful. Hab's red. Yeah, Hab's red. Uh, fantastic. I, I feel I know, good. I wish we took a picture of the old table because the old table yeah, was I don't a know. disaster. It looks Our, like, yeah, there was a table ladders and chairs match. Yeah, <laughs> we lent your it to neighbor, the neighbor put someone through a table for sure. Yeah, for sure. Somebody got powerbombed through the table. And then I think they just tried to, like, put some glue. Screws back in. Some, <laughs> some of that glue. You know that shitty, like, uh, craft glue that, like, kids use in school? What, the ones that, the stuff that I used to eat? <laughs> yeah, exactly, I guess. You used to eat that. <laughs> I don't know. You used to eat glue. I used to eat worms. worms. <laughs> it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. And don't forget, we are now on iTunes. Yes, Boom. we made it. Dropped the bomb. We on made it. So now you can download the podcast. Take it with you on the plane. Take it with you on the train. Take it with you to the gym. Take it with you because we win. <laughs> anywhere you want, guys. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere you, you want. Know, you and, can listen and to if you wanna, voices. If you want to subscribe, subscribe. If you don't want to subscribe and you just want to download and listen, then do that. Whatever it is, what it is. Right? Pro sports, if you, you know what it is. If you want to, you know. Just listen. That's all we care. <laughs> just give us some listens, guys. Just give us some listens. Show us we some just, love. We wanna. We're just guys trying to make a living off podcasts, you know. Exactly. Oh yeah, and then also, I uh, wanted to pull that up before we went. <laughs> Is the uh, the contest? Oh yes. Right. Update. I have the I have the update. I didn't update. I did. Tweet the update. I'll have to look at the points. But right now, from the last time I seen him, I'm sure this is updated. But I know Steve Kudo was in first with 26 points. Steven. John Aguilar, 23 points. And Jeff D'Amik, 22 points. So though, or Robert Brown, 21 points. And Alex Boucher, 18 points. That was before. I know this is going to, it will be updated. But I, I will post the next update at the end of November. And then... The winner will all the points will be calculated and the winner will be given well, the customized. Yeah, we'll jersey. we'll calculate everything and it's before the Christmas break. Yes. Once the, the Habs take a rest, then we'll see who the winner was. We'll tally up all the points. And uh it's looking pretty good. No one's running away with it. There's a lot no, of a, uh, a lot of things going on right now. And the Habs race. are scoring goals, so that's good. So thanks to everybody who submitted their picks into the contest and then also just keep keep following us because we'll have some more giveaways for sure. We're probably going to run into some tickets soon. So, yeah. Follow, have a listen. All right, guys. The podcast. See y'all later. Yeah, yeah. You know, you should know better.